everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. In today's episode I'm joined by a special guest, Holly Kate. Hi Holly Kate. Hey. (laughs) Should I just call you Holly in like when I'm talking to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, is that okay? That's fine. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's, you know, we won't, let's just, we can get straight on into it. I'll get into the first question if that's right with you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so let's start, you know, tell the listeners a bit about yourself where you know your journey of training kind of you know I mean I've spoken to you before the episode so I kind of know what (laughs) you're gonna say but like you just start from the beginning what made you I guess decide to go into full-time training when you did and your journey and then we'll unpack it and everything cool um so obviously I'm Holly and I started dancing at the age of two and then I I only decided to go to a vocational school because my sister went to Hammond, my older sister. So that made me want to go to, obviously, a vocational school. Um, so for year seven, which you are 11 years old, I decided to audition for Hammond. Um, and I was very, very lucky to get a place there. So I trained there for a year and I actually like loved it so much. And, and obviously, because I had my sister there, I found it a lot easier to cope with. And then... I started to realise I liked, I, I fell in love with ballet. Um, so then I auditioned for Elmhurst and was lucky enough to get into Elmhurst. And I was there for two years. Um, and at that stage, that's when I was like, oh, I really want to do ballet. I really want to do ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a summer school um, in year 10, no, year 9. Yeah. And uh-huh. I got scouted from there to get in for the Royal Ballet School. And that's okay. how I got into Royal Mm-hmm. So then I was there for two years till I was in year 11. Mm-hmm. And obviously by then my focus was all just on ballet. That's like, it was just all ballet. Mm. And obviously in year 11, you have to audition to get into upper school. And I I didn't get into upper school. They didn't keep me on. Obviously, I'm going to be honest about that. But I, I believe everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. I didn't get into the upper school for a reason because that wasn't meant to be my path at all. Yeah. And I remember them saying to me, like, you are a bird, like, stuck in a cage. And it's because I'm quite, I love to move, I love to jump and dance yeah. and just, you know, I love to, like, make every movement so big. And ballet was quite retaining for me. So that's when I got into tring and I I loved tring and that's when I started to do every other styles. And tring, they're very versatile, you do every style like you can think of and yeah. that's when I started to like I saw a different world to dance like mm-hmm. and I literally loved it so much like I, I found like different different paths and I just I was just loving the fact that I could do all these different styles yeah so obviously I was meant to I was meant to go to Tring for a reason and obviously I've been to all these schools and I won't be where I am now if I didn't take that path so yeah I'm so grateful for every school I've been to because I've got like so much out of each school and I've met the most amazing people 
but obviously yeah. it was hard because I was two years at like each school one year three years yeah. so it was difficult because I was moving around so much and you know I was in London I was in Chester I was in Birmingham like it, it, it was a lot you know to process but um I, I wouldn't change anything to be honest because I've I've loved it I really have loved it yeah, so, yeah. that's and now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that sounds like a really I guess interesting journey and I can't imagine like I guess how much you've experienced in the sense of like moving everywhere and being at different schools that have like different training if that makes sense and they've all got yeah. different um, let's just do that again um yeah so let's kind of go back to the beginning and unpack that like so you're trained so you started at Hammond and you were 11 so how was like that school for you were you like do, I'm assuming so you're doing like schoolwork and you're doing ballet and other styles as well um and you were there for one year correct yeah 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 so how was like that experience was that your first full-time like was it yeah system dancing full-time how was that yeah so obviously I was 11 and you can imagine the excitement of going away at 11s like it felt like you were having sleepovers every night like it was so much fun I loved it so much um but obviously I found it difficult because at that age juggling academics and dance at the same time was was obviously difficult and at that age you want everything to be perfect I mean obviously yeah. you still do now but because you knew you want to prove yourself so much yeah. and I remember just wanting to be this perfect little dancer I wanted everything to be perfect and really wanted to prove myself to everybody and because my sister was there already mm-hmm. I felt like obviously I had more pressure because yeah. my sister was there and she was really good and I needed to prove that I was really good um mm-hmm. and to be honest with you I thought I was going to be homesick but year seven I wasn't homesick at all because I think it's because I had my sister there and she was in the same boarding house and yeah Hammond boarding was very was very homely and the the house parents were obviously really really good there like Mm -hmm. it was very well organized yeah like (laughs) yeah like it was was had good support you felt good schools but yeah it was good support there very good support there Mm -hmm. and um yeah like I mean I loved it there and plus because well before I went to Hammond I wanted Mm -hmm. to do everything I was very musical theatre um so when I went there like you did every style and obviously I loved it but by the end of Hammond because I loved the ballet so much and like there that's when I started to want to change more down the ballet route like the classical route so yeah okay. and that's when you decided to audition for Elmhurst yes. yeah Elmhurst. so and it's how... not that Hammond wasn't good enough I just really yeah. wanted to focus just on ballet so I thought yeah. Elmhurst would obviously be the best possible place for me to be a good place for you that. yeah yeah so how was that I guess I don't want to say like in this episode like because we are talking about multiple schools I do just want to put it out that like um this is Holly's experience and I know everyone's experience is going to be slightly different so you know don't I guess like yeah this is just your experience and that's absolutely fine so and there's no competition between each school at all I love them all (laughs) yeah they're all they're all got their pros and cons I guess yeah yeah definitely no no place is perfect so that's important to kind of just reiterate there um so you went to Elmhurst so that was you know you moved to Birmingham you're away from your sister yeah Um, how was that how long were you there for and how did you was that experience what you'd hoped it to be 
in terms of focusing on ballet be, like you can be honest but like yeah yeah, yeah. every detail um yeah so how was that um well obviously I was only at Hammond for a year and then I moved to Elmhurst for two mm-hmm. years yeah and I remember the the first couple of weeks I was there that's when I'd first ever felt the feeling of homesickness okay. I mean I don't know if it was because my sister wasn't there it was mm-hmm. a massive change to go to Birmingham like Birmingham you know and I did really really struggle um and that's where I'd probably say I found it the hardest in my training because because of the homesickness mm-hmm. um and I remember I couldn't even focus on anything or in my classes because all I was thinking about was that I wanted to go home and mm. it wasn't anything to do with the school I think it's just at that age I don't know yeah I, it could have been anything but I was just I really did struggle Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I did get over it that lasted for a year I was there another year okay. and that's yeah I probably started to like struggle obviously then but but I did have a really good time then obviously mm. but, yeah. in terms of struggling how what do you was that more of just the struggling being away from home or were there other things in it you um, know did, did yeah you feel like pressure you mentioned yeah before talking like pressure and anxiety was that something that you felt yeah definitely I I started Mm -hmm. to feel the pressure and anxiety then and obviously I think it was partly the fact it was a big change at such a young age you know to move school so early and because I did have the security of my sister at the other school it was a big change and I did I did get anxious and I did get stressed and because it was ballet I feel like ballet has a lot of pressure to look a certain way yeah I was gonna say did that affect you more when you were going into an environment that was kind of more focused on based yeah Yeah. so how definitely how was that like how did you I guess like cope with that was that Um, really that difficult yeah I I did struggle I'm not gonna lie because I mean any ask any ballet dancer out there you stand in a leotard wearing barely nothing in front of a mirror I don't know eight hours a day sometimes um, judging yourself you know picking out what's not perfect and trying to make everything perfect because that's just that's just what it's like in the industry you want to be this perfect person so obviously mm-hmm. I'd say that age and plus you got to think that age obviously you've got you're changing a lot you know yeah you're kind of starting puberty yeah and... yeah yeah so also, yeah everything's different like mm-hmm. everything's different the way you think is like it changes and hormones and everything was difficult um yeah. and that's when I did start to feel the pressure of of everything and obviously like the anxiety of a body image and mm-hmm. yeah I'd say that's when I started to feel like that yeah which was Did obviously that, tough yeah that was that is t- I think any young dancer who's going through yeah. that like and at that not- age at like 13 years old it's a lot to think a 13 year old is stressing over changes of their body which is totally natural that they shouldn't mm-hmm. even be stressing about that's the thing I think and also the fact like the fact you're so you know you're still so young 12 13 14 you are young if you're away from home and then adding on the fact like people start starting puberty but also like everyone starts puberty at slightly different ages so you yeah earlier bloomer or a late bloomer or like I don't know in between and there's a whole you know you're standing in leotard in mir- front of mirrors with other girls who are also in leotards and mirrors and all you do is compare yourself yeah but- definitely journey so it's so difficult to actually like you can't and this is why I'm so like 
when I I guess like on my Instagram like I'm so um I guess I don't know how to explain it but body, really, body positive like positivity and yeah but kind, yeah normalizing body change and stuff like that yeah like, yeah and you know making I guess trying to help people not compare themselves to other people yeah, because yeah. it's so like it's so easy to I've been there you've been there probably every every person ask I saw, any dancer every, especially ballet everyone, yeah they've been there and anyone who's kind of like I wouldn't say it's necessary phase I think it continues but you do get to an age where you kind of realize oh hang on I'm never going to look like so and so but that comes like, with maturity like yeah that does come yeah exactly it comes with growing up and kind of becoming yeah your own person at 12 13 14 15 you don't know what you are you don't know who you want to be you literally like you're just like 34 you're like a teenager and you're like uh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen like you and at that age you're so self-conscious and you think everybody's looking yeah. at me everybody's thinking at me but they're really not like but Everyone in your like, little world at that age everything is such a big deal mm-hmm. exactly and that's like you know why recording these episodes and talking to people who have really experienced that and yeah. are vocal about it is important because if you're one of those ages and you're listening like just it's normal. It's <laughs> normal but also do what you can to kind of change that thought process because you will come you know in five years time when you're 20 and you're looking back you'll be like geez that was a lot of energy I wasted thinking yeah. about what I wish I'm somebody at that age would have told me what you're thinking is so normal you're not alone like it's, it's normal. so normal yeah, to feel like exactly. that every- yeah exactly but you don't have to you know expend all that energy worrying like there's other things you can focus on but also yeah like you said you're not alone you're not the only one struggling and there's yeah. help you can get there's people you can talk to and also another thing at that age all you want to do is please your teachers everything is about pleasing your teachers yes and I wish mm-hmm. I'd have just focused on myself and just thought do you know what you should be pleasing yourself you should be like you know making yourself feel good and stop worrying about making you know people happy about what your teachers think about you, mm-hmm. Do you know? it's so important and that's like another thing that um like I'm a big advocate for is like working on yourself for yourself yeah not, yeah you know, definitely trying to, not trying to be better because oh that means so and so will you know think more of me or that yeah. means so like me or maybe I'll get picked for this if I do this like stop that thought like if it's meant to be it will be. to be that's the bottom line <laughs> right that's the bottom line definitely and you have to work on yourself t- for yourself okay because no one else is going to do it but if th- something's meant to happen it will happen to you and that yeah. could be you know that could be um because you worked really hard and therefore you improved and then you did this but it shouldn't be I'm going to work really hard and try and improve because I want someone else to think highly of me yeah you know you want to get better and you want to improve nothing to do with anyone else literally so true (laughs) otherwise I'm sorry like you're just wasting you waste you'll realize okay you eventually get to the point where you're like oh my god what was I thinking but yeah you'll get old and you'll realize all this yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway so I mean that's really important that you know I guess I say you've admitted that but like you're open in kind of realizing oh yeah I'd say only in the last year I've I've been able to open up about that because yeah. I've accepted it and I've accepted mm-hmm. that it's it's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that that is a big step, but this is nothing to do with Elmhurst. It's it's nothing to do with that. It was I loved that place. I loved the people there. It's just in the environment that naturally anybody's going to think that in that environment. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with school. It's just 
it just is what it is. Ballet, unfortunately, but dancers, like not just ballet, I think anyone, I'd be interested to kind of see like what people who, I guess they're doing like musical theatre, but then, yeah, um, I guess most courses don't actually start that young. Like that is quite young to be in full-time training away from home. Yeah. And you are going to be, you know, feeling those things. And I don't think, I think when I was that age, I wasn't in full-time yet. And I think I definitely felt that but I felt it more when I went into a full-time environment at 16. So yeah. I think like, it will kind of depend where you are. At yeah, and at that age, at 16, you, I feel like you deal with it 10 times better than you would at the age of 13 because 13. you don't have that maturity in your head yeah. to even think mm. the way that you should yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. But it's still, you know, it's a process and it's, you know, it takes a, it takes a yeah. while to like, <laughs> But I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change no, no, anything because no. I loved it. And but that makes you who you are today, and it makes you yeah yeah realize it makes you grow. It's stuff that you you know it makes you who you are, and that's yeah, fine definitely. And you know it's important to kind of accept, like you just said, it's something that you've only just recently kind of accepted, but you've also learned from it, and you know, you know, you know, I guess yeah <laughs> you've yeah yeah. <laughs> so you gotta yeah you get me um, yeah okay so then what kind of made you so that going back to like feeling you're feeling a lot of pressure and anxiety at your time at Elmhurst yeah did that kind of affect would you say that affected your dancing and yeah definitely mate I, I couldn't like, enjoy I couldn't enjoy my my dancing or my my classes because all I was thinking about was I need to change this I need to change that and it took that focus away from me actually learning because my brain was so busy thinking about how I need to change this, how I need to change that. Yeah. So I yeah, obviously have, yeah. it did change it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I, I mean yeah. the boarding, the boarding there was so fun. Like I had, I had like mm-hmm. such good friends there, which I'm still friends with now. And mm-hmm. I mean it was so fun. So it was nice to have friends like that to be able to get you through hard situations like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's really important. And I definitely. Think I- I think that like a lot of people who I've spoken to who like been talking about full-time training is like the friendships and the people that you meet and the people that you kind of like live with get you through like yeah because they, they're, they're experiencing the same situation as you mm-hmm. so they, they know how it feels you can all relate so easily and mm-hmm. you, you're like sisters so you're, you're very open to each other about about yeah. talking about stuff like this so yeah, yeah. It, uh, you're lucky to have each other really Mm-hmm. yeah do you kind of look back and think then it might have been like did you have any external support or like people that you could go see when you were feeling in a certain way um obviously Elmhurst provide like people that you can talk to of course um mm-hmm. but like I was saying at that age I didn't accept that it was normal to feel the pressure and mm-hmm. the stress and you know the way you feel about yeah. things um so it, like I say, this part was, I could have turned to people that Elm has provided, but obviously I, I didn't. And I just turned to my friends and obviously me and my mum are really close. So I was always, mm-hmm. you know, able to talk to my mum about stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. And my sister, because yeah. she, she was in the same position. She know, like knew how it felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good that you had, I guess, like, yeah. you know, and friends that you could go to for support. Yeah. Um, and it's but I think also what is important for anyone listening if things if you are experiencing like 
these things and yes they are completely normal but it also is important that if you ha- like you know if you have the facilities it's helpful to, to go talk about it talk don't about feel it. embarrassed because it's normal yeah, yeah. I felt embarrassed to feel like I did but yeah. it's normal go talk to somebody you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you know so you were at Elmhurst for two years yeah then where did you go and how you know what was how did it happen yeah (laughs) um I literally went to uh YBSS summer school Yorkshire Valley Mm -hmm. summer summer school and um I got like scouted from there to audition um so obviously like I was so lucky so so lucky because that's unheard of obviously um and that's how I got into Royal um Mm -hmm. which was a big shock because going from like I remember when I was before I went to Hammond I actually had like the worst turnout like I was never a ballet like I was I was okay at it, but I was never like this girl's gonna be a ballet dancer you know so it mm-hmm. was a big shock obviously I, I worked so hard to get get there obviously um it didn't come naturally um I got into Royal for year 10 and 11 um mm-hmm. I mean Royal is just an obviously just an amazing place like the building the facilities the teachers the friends like everything was so amazing there but obviously I was still stressed and anxious because it was another change it was another ballet school. yeah I had to prove myself yet again I'd already had to do that twice before and then that I had to do it exhausting. again yeah yeah it was um, exhausting because I couldn't I was constantly having to prove myself that I was good enough to be where I was because <laughs> I found it hard to but I'm not gonna lie like I never believed in myself like I was very very shy I never believed that I deserved to be at Royal never um but I was lucky to have like the people around me that did believe in me but no matter how much they said it to me I did struggle to believe it and obviously like yeah Royal was Royal was like like just a a shock to the system that I'd even got in there so Mm. I was very very grateful to be there but it was difficult to just change because the training was different it was just completely different yeah how so you were there for two years um, yeah how did the I guess the training and the environment like differ from the previous schools that you were at you know yeah go into a bit more I guess like detail and I guess you know you're getting older you had were you doing your GCSEs at the time as well I can imagine that Yeah, I was doing my GCSEs at that time. And I, oh, do you know what? That's another thing to say. I remember joining and, you, you know, in year 10, you that's when you start your GCSEs. Yeah. And the ones that I decided at Elmhurst are completely different to the ones that I took at, tra- oh. at, at Royal because I didn't know I was going to leave Elmhurst. When I yeah. went to that summer school, you know, when I left in year yeah. nine, I thought I was going to go back in year 10. Like, yeah. I had no clue, like, something yeah. was going to change over the summer. Um, yeah. So obviously it was really, really difficult because going into a new school and starting my GCSEs, you're not in the academic class with everybody because not everybody takes the same GCSEs, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so that was kind of difficult because I was going into completely new, like if I chose history, I didn't know what the history teacher was like. I didn't know, yeah. you know, how mm-hmm. he taught, especially because I, I do struggle with academics. I've always been like, I find dance easy because I pick it up like this because I I'm move like I'm using yeah. my body to like yeah if you do you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah we've all got just um, yeah we I can yeah yeah yeah, yeah ways of <laughs> learning yeah um so it was really really difficult to like 
to pick these G- new GCSEs when I didn't even know the teachers. Mm. So yeah, that was hard. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that was difficult. Did you feel, you know, you kind of touched on this, but going to a school which is kind of, I guess, you know, put up on, I don't say put up on pedestal because they obviously we all, we can agree that they create amazing dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to a school that has such, you know, such, spoken such highly so highly of yeah um, yeah yeah you know it's one of the best schools in the world and yeah definitely so much so much exclusivity about the school how did you find coping that I mean you said that you always felt like you know that you weren't good enough or you shouldn't have been not shouldn't have been but like you struggled kind of believing yourself yeah um yeah so how was that how did you kind of manage that feeling and still feel like you were able to like push forward and obviously you know this is a time where you wanted to pursue classical ballet so how were you finding that was the I guess the whole body was and also I guess like how was the body I guess body image and the way the pressures on that did you feel like that was more or less or were they yeah have just Um, I mean I remember like the first day walking in and they were all like you could just tell they were all trained so perfectly and all trained the same. And I, I like at Royal, you get trained like starting back from the like the basics. And like mm. I feel like that's why they're all such amazing dancers because their technique is obviously incredible. Yeah. Um, so going into it and my the way I danced was, I mean, completely different to the way that they danced. And mm. because I did go in so late, it was kind of hard to, obviously, yeah. like fit into that and yeah. I felt like I stood out like a lot but not not in the good way obviously because I just felt like I danced completely different to them and mm. because I like I, I'm quite a strong dancer not saying like I'm strong as in like it's perfect I mean in like I'm strong as in like the way that I dance is like very strong movements and yeah they're all very balletic and I, obviously I found that kind of hard to like really fit into that mold that they Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and then that's when obviously it was pressure to fit into that mold and when it came to shows you wanted to be picked you wanted you always wanted to be like the favorite one you wanted to get noticed so obviously that was that was difficult and Mm -hmm. in the ballet world as we were saying there is a lot of pressure to look a certain way and I know it is getting better I mean it's definitely getting better but there is there is you can't lie there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way as a ballet dancer and that's hard and then we're going back to age again you're what you're what 15 16 Mm -hmm. like at that age trying to mold your body into something that it probably could never be Mm -hmm. it's difficult it's difficult yeah and yeah so how so that was kind of stayed as a I mean it's, I think it's just an ongoing struggle for most people so yeah. <laughs> like it's difficult um so after Royal, I'm not after Royal, so then what I guess towards the end and you eventually what kind of was that process of you then moving on to the next your yeah. next school how did that um, work out well obviously you have to audition at year 11 you have to audition to go, get into the Royal Ballet Upper School is that um, something you want to do? Like, did you want to yeah. try and get... Yeah, so I mean, everybody that's in a year 11 at Royal, I mean, your dream is to get into Royal Upper School because 
I mean, the training you get is obviously incredible. So of course you want to go into upper school because it's obviously, it's one of, like you say, one of the top schools. Obviously to say you've trained there is amazing. Um, so obviously everybody wants to get in there. They only take, I'd say about six girls, six boys. Mm-hmm. And obviously like the year groups are small, but I mean, to only take six people is quite a cut off. Yeah, and you're one of those people that want to to get into the upper school so obviously that was a lot of stress too and pressure to try get there so obviously Mm. you do put a lot of pressure on yourself and you work so hard and obviously when I didn't I felt like all that hard work was for nothing and Mm. obviously I was disappointed when I didn't get in but I remember my mum saying to me like Holly everything like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and it really does like look at the journey that I've had um so obviously I didn't get in I was very disappointed that knocked my confidence like really really bad because you just Mm -hmm. feel like the fact that they don't keep you on like it makes you feel you know that you're not difficult yeah but but they dealt with it good like the way that they tell you obviously you're you're not going on further with their training and that they're not accepting you like they dealt with it really good like they still obviously really look after you and help you get into the schools for the next training so they did I wasn't sure if that was a thing so they did do they like help the students yeah 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 they help you another school yeah definitely they don't just leave you like that they they do help and find auditions for you and help you find where your journey would probably be best so Mm -hmm. do so you know I'm, I'm very thankful that they did that and they they still support you they still you know they still looked after you and everything like it's not just like they drop you like that so but obviously it was it was really really difficult I did really really struggle um to just accept that mm-hmm. that I, was, so, I yeah. wasn't what they wanted so that, yeah. that was hard and at that age it's hard to deal with um and then I mean yeah do you know what I mean what, yeah, yeah no yeah it's completely understandable and I think anyone who gets you know, I think yeah the same thing for anyone who might be the lower school and transition to the upper school and if they don't get in it's the same feeling of feeling like you know auditioning for places and not getting in yeah it's so easy to question like I wanted to give up that that's like normal to feel like you want to give up because you've worked so hard for something you really really wanted and you didn't get it you just feel like you want to give up and yeah and it's difficult because I think it's so easy to kind of associate your worth as a dancer and like how I guess good you are yeah. and how valid you are in the dance world by whether you get into a place or not and it's so important to kind of, you know where you go the school you go to the places you get and whether you get in or not are completely different like they're completely separate to who you are and yeah the- definitely and like- it's just what that school's looking for like mm-hmm. like I said I think I said this at the beginning of this talk um that Royal said to me obviously you're like a bird trapped in a cage because mm-hmm. I do like like I'm, I'm I love to you know travel across the room and jump and kick my legs up you know yeah and, um and obviously I looking back I, I I totally understand what they were saying I really mm-hmm. do and by them not letting me go to upper school was definitely the best thing they could have ever done for me looking yeah. back and I'm, I'm grateful that it worked out that way because because I mean I've had some amazing opportunities and I mean I wouldn't be where I am now if my journey wasn't set out like that yeah well that's exactly it like yeah 
where you are what has happened in the past is what kind of like shapes your future whether yeah, it be definitely how you wanted it to be or not it makes you the person that you nothing's are nothing's ever going to be how you plan it out there's there's always yeah. going to be something in the way because nothing's ever going to be like how you want it to be because that's just not yeah that's life yeah like, that's life my life <laughs> be, like perfect your life isn't going to be a fairy tale and it's not going to be I guess oh, definitely not <laughs> the way that you might think it is um and life definitely isn't what you know we might all see on Instagram and think that yeah you know, yes, it definitely. Looks super easy and it's like oh that person is doing this wow how amazing that is and I'm like I bet they've never struggled with this before but like yeah. Instagram is only the best things of that what that person can do yeah, is posted. Yeah. it's the highlights of someone's life it's yeah definitely so important to kind of you know realize that as a, from someone who's like viewing other people's lives on a regular basis which is basically Instagram you're just watching everyone else's life um it's so easy to get you know be like oh wow so this person went here okay but you don't know what was going on there and yeah they <laughs> and they maybe wanted to leave like we don't know everyone's story yeah exactly it's important to think that you know you might want something whether it be a job to get into a school for this to happen to you yes that's all well and good and I think it's like it's so important to have goals and aspirations and things like that but you have to yeah. remember the route isn't going to be easy it, there's going to no, be nothing ever down. comes easy nothing good ever comes easy you've got to work like, for it yeah you've got to work for it and you've also got to push through the, the hard times definitely yeah like yeah i mean just, yeah yeah i mean i remember thinking also when i didn't get in i believe i i thought every everything that could possibly have stopped me from getting into royal and that's yeah. when i obviously started to get really anxious about everything because i was thinking i didn't get in because of this i didn't get in the, because of the way my legs were shaped i didn't get in because because this wasn't good enough i didn't get you know you think of every scenario that yeah it's the reason why everything. you didn't get in and that's when you start to really put so much pressure on yourself physically and mentally because you're starting to find every reason why it didn't happen the way it happened yeah the way you wanted it to or do you know yeah. what I'm saying like you really do pick out everything yeah no exactly and once you get down that route it's not a nice route to go down because no 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 <laughs> can just essentially just question your whole existence um which isn't too great so yeah but at the end of the day I think that's something you know most people go through at some point yeah definitely everybody gets yes and no's and that's part of life yeah and it's kind of how you decide to deal with it I don't deal with it yeah definitely yeah like it's not looking back I mean for me like I've done some like I've done some of the stuff you start to question like every like minuscule thing yeah of why something didn't happen but now like I'm at the point I'm like oh my god Romy like okay sure like it's important that you kind of went through that to experience that and now you know you learn but, a lesson out of everything yeah but also a lot of wasted energy a lot of tears yes, and, like, I look back and I'm like but why did I stress so much about it you know again like that's just the mini kind of thing if anyone's listening and you kind of something doesn't happen and you start to question everything just take a deep breath take a valuable lesson out of every single little bit find something good in something that's that's not really good just find something good in it that's what Mm -hmm. I've that's what I've like trained myself into doing now and I'm I'm so much happier 
there's a positive to yeah, every find a positive. yeah definitely and find it even if it's tight ti- if you feel even if you feel like it's tiny just hang on to that and just power if, through yeah. the next you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after royal you where'd you go on to next and talk about you know just going um, to that yeah so obviously um royal helped me find what i wanted to do and that's i thought um you know if ballet's not for me contemporary will be for me because mm-hmm. it's it's more your movement is more open than ballet yes is. um mm-hmm. so obviously i left royal i had the most amazing time met the most amazing people just putting it i you know nothing i don't anything bad about said anything about any schools because obviously to me i've, I've loved every single one of them and they're all yeah amazing schools mm-hmm. um um, then I obviously got into Tring. I got into a few of, like other places, but um, obviously the decision was hard which school to go to. But I picked yeah. Tring because I loved the versatility of Tring. Yeah. And it kind of excited me that I had the opportunity to try all of these styles again that I started out with in Year Seven at Hammond to go yeah. back to trying all them out again because. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking how much I loved doing all that at Hammond and how much I enjoyed it to then go back after obviously finding it quite tough to go back doing that was obviously it was really exciting to like start again really it felt like and then obviously it was another tough change because I was like it was a new school again it was the fourth time I'd changed now proving myself again yeah I also felt a lot of pressure going to Tring with people knowing that I'd been to Royal because there is like a, a thing of all, all these Royal kids are amazing all these Royal kids all the people that come from Royal are amazing so yeah when I went to Tring obviously it was you felt that, yeah that people would be like oh this girl's gonna be amazing she came from Royal like you know a lot of whispering goes around and I mean so I felt the pressure to be like oh everybody like expects me to be amazing because I was the one that came from Royal Mm. um so that was that was like obviously hard but mm. um Tring really really boosted my confidence like yeah. they really made me find the confidence not that any other school didn't but because of the knock obviously from not getting to a school because that was my dream yeah um, I'd, obviously I found it tough mm-hmm. Tring picked me up um and helped me find like my passion for other styles so obviously yeah. when we're talking about how each school was meant for a reason I was supposed to go there for a reason like at the end of my journey obviously like I was starting to to figure out who I was yeah you know exactly. yeah that's really important and I think it's really you know like you said everything happens for a reason and yeah. it's you know it's nice to hear that you where you eventually ended up you know, for the end, the last few years of your training, that I guess that helped you because you know that's the time just before you're going to go into getting a job, and you need to. Yeah. When you you need that, that age, confidence. Yeah, when you're in that up school, you need to really, you honestly, you need to start believing in yourself because I've said this on my Instagram before. Sometimes, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, then you know a Nobody lot. Nobody else is going to believe in no, you because. Yeah, there's too many people like. A teacher can't it's, believe yeah. in every single person in the class. No. They'll have favourites. Sometimes you the person you won't be a favourite, and 
you know, if there's no one else to believe in you, you've got to do it yourself. Yeah. And if you want to get a job, like you need to have some belief that you, you need the confidence, definitely. Otherwise, you're going to go in there and you're going to you're going to have the look on the face that it looks like you shouldn't be there. So that, yeah, they're not you know, going to take somebody who seems shy and they want somebody who's confident and ready to push themselves out of a mm, comfort zone. Ready to be and that's where I learned a lot at three because mm-hmm. obviously going back from doing four years of strict classical training going to mm-hmm. train like really really pushing out my comfort zone you know trying commercial for the first time trying all these new styles for the first time yeah doing jazz which I haven't done in years um so obviously that was difficult at first because because I was so classically trained it was hard to let go of that train yeah mm-hmm. so yeah but obviously I literally had such a fun time like trying that all out but even in first and second year I was so still strict on ballet that that ballet was just what I wanted to do even at Tring yeah the first two years there it was only really in third year that I I realized that I enjoyed contemporary jazz more and And then I'd say like now I've kind of found who I am and what I want to be and what I want my career to be I'm I'm so happy like happy and positive for the future yeah you know? that's really I mean good. I know that sounds cringy no. but it's true. Oh, no it isn't that's what you have to be <laughs> yeah like, yeah exactly not that ballet didn't make me happy I just mentally I don't think I I was strong enough to be in that career base yes it's difficult yeah let's go back a bit because I mean um I don't think you mentioned that you while you were picturing you also took part in BBC Young Dancer yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> and <laughs> it's actually really funny uh, well it's not that funny <laughs> but um, when I was at the start of my third year so I don't know they do BBC Young Dancer every it's like every two years right yeah. um and I know Ballet West there's usually they, they usually like put people in the year before the most recent year there was like two people in the finals anyway oh so, yeah yeah um basically then that third year the year you did it there was a few of us at Valley West who went into it you actually might have I don't know if you I don't know if you I probably did see a few because obviously there was a couple of rounds yeah yeah no yeah there's a couple of rounds I didn't get to the (laughs) next round yeah but it's just Um, like you say it's not it's just what they're looking for it's not yeah exactly yeah no I I mean I I was okay with that um (laughs) but yeah so but I remember um that's kind of like how I guess like how I first like I guess like saw you and that's probably when I I didn't even know I watched you on tv anyway whatever that's that doesn't that's kind of um but yeah just talk about I guess your experience with that competition how was that because we when we were talking earlier yeah um, have a lot yeah stress and anxiety around that how did you kind of cope with that and how was that process did you enjoy Um, it I mean, when was it when I did it? It was my second year at Tring when I did that. And mm-hmm. Tring are amazing because you get so many opportunities. Like, there's always like, do you want to do this competition? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You know, they, they give you a lot of opportunities. And I was really, really lucky that I got picked to mm-hmm. represent the school in this competition. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously that really upped my confidence a lot. But it was a lot of pressure because I was the one that was picked. I wanted to was that only one was give that, that back to this. There was a couple, but I was the only one that got through. Going to finals, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was the only one in my year that got picked as well. The, the other okay. two were in the year above. And okay, because yeah. Because obviously, yeah, I got through. It was 
it was a lot of pressure because the school had done so much for me. I wanted to give so much back and be, you know, show yeah, people like the yeah. school. Apparently, be like, you know, yeah. what I go. Wanted to represent the school the way they wanted yeah. me to do it. Yeah, and it was so tough because I remember um, the summer before that because the audition started literally like a week after um, he came summer. back after the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. remember that. And, and over that summer, I got really, really poorly oh, and had a yeah. really, really bad, like, sick bug. And I was off for, like, two weeks, you know, in bed, like, so sick. And mm -hmm. I'd lost so much muscle and, like, I was so weak. Oh, really weak. I remember when I got back, um, it was my first class back and I was just so shaky. Oh, and I'd, yeah. I'd lost so much weight, obviously, because you've been sick and obviously like you're literally laid in bed you have your muscles just yeah you don't haven't done anything goes. So, yeah so, uh, I remember coming back and thinking there's no way I can do this competition like yeah being like this and I remember um I was about the second week in and I was rehearsing for my solo that they'd picked and I injured myself because obviously I was my muscles were so weak I pulled my hamstring yeah and I was out for a long time because it was quite a bad injury. Yeah, and that's not good. Already then, there was so much pressure already to get stronger. Mm. And then there was more pressure that I'd got an injury. So anyway, then the um, the first round started. Do you know when you, you had to, yeah, you had to send your solo videos. and send it in? Yeah. Oh, God, I remember filming <laughs> that about 50 times. Oh, my God. Because it, it had to be yeah. so perfect, I remember. Yeah. That process was not enjoyable no. i think i i mean like you said there was a few like there was a few you from your school and you weren't all in the same year that was the same yeah. case for us i think there was like i think there was four of us from my year which was our start the start of our third year and then like four from the year below but we were all having the same rehearsals and it'd just be like two teachers sat at the front and we'd just be like running oh our God, yeah but and like most of us we hadn't done our variations for like the whole summer i'd actually just gone to jenny so like it was kind of still in your mind yeah was it, yeah was that that's I think yes yeah, so, but it was like six weeks after and I was you know and maybe we it was October time we were filming this I was like I've not done this variation for so long like can I even do it like yeah <laughs> that whole process of like having to get in I guess like shape for doing a variation is like no other process like no it's difficult yeah it's difficult definitely. and it takes time so yeah I can relate to that of having to like get a perfect video and it just happened over and over. You just have to do it over and over again. And yeah. days it wouldn't work. And some days it'd be so shit. Yeah. Some days <laughs> you just, I mean, as a dancer, you you definitely have your off days. Like, it's just natural. Not every day is going to be perfect. And, it, you know, mm -hmm. trying to film it on an off day was difficult as it was. Um, mm -hmm. So after, like, that proce like, process was done, um, obviously you film it, you send it in. Um, I can't remember how many got through to the second round I think it was about 20 yeah and um so they select out of all the applications um around, yeah about 20 of you to go do another audition at Sadler's Wells uh, mm -hmm. William Baylor studio and I remember like it was only me and uh it got cut down to just me and another girl at Turing who got through yeah. um and then already I started to feel the pressure again I was injured the injury got worse because I didn't listen to my body and yeah. I just carried on practicing and practicing oh, and training yeah. so each time like I do that my obviously I wasn't I wasn't resting it I wasn't letting it what's the word 
you know, like recover. recover. I wasn't letting yeah. it recover at all. So yeah. it just got worse and worse. And mm. um, there were good. there were one point where I knew I was gonna pull out of the competition because really okay because I, got... I was in so much pain I couldn't I mean my solo started with like split jumps from the corner yeah yeah I mean I hadn't <laughs> been able to do the splits for about a month because of my hamstring oh. was so you know so bad yeah, yeah. like I'd literally pulled it yeah yeah and also I took I mean I did start to listen to my body and I took two weeks like it was only like two weeks but um I took two weeks off went home because I started to really stretch like stress yeah pressure um, because it was coming up to the competition um and I was still also recovering from being ill over the summer I was still quite weak um yeah. and then I find then it came round to the second round and I had to tra- like change my solo completely oh really because it was just it wasn't possible like I, the injury was just I mean, school school put no pressure on me at all to carry on. They said if if you if you're in that much pain, you can drop out. There's no pressure. So obviously, like that was so good, but I put the pressure on myself because I wanted to still do that. You know, I got this far. I don't give up that easy, yeah, even though exactly. I knew I should I shouldn't have done it, but I did. Yeah. Um, I did that round. I did it awful. Like I've never danced that bad. In, honestly, <laughs> I've never danced that bad in my life. Like. I mean, I couldn't even do the flat box, like the, the flat splits in my solo. Like we had to change everything, obviously. Um, yeah. And then they pick five people from mm-hmm. that, like they narrow it down again. And when I got that call, I was like, no way did I get like selected out of all those people being the final five, obviously, <laughs> which is going to be on TV. So I was like yeah. so shocked. And I remember getting told that like, it was like a couple of days after Christmas, um, so that happened and I still couldn't believe it because I got it in my head that it wasn't going to be me yeah I got it in my head that was not me that is not me obviously um and then obviously that happened Christmas happened and then you go back to school and the training started again for the competition yeah and you had to do like two solos and a pas de deux and Mm -hmm. I think I had like three months to train for this competition so obviously it was a long time and by then I'd I'd recovered from my injury over Christmas. I could That's still good. feel it when I went back, but it was like it it was fine. Like it was just working on building the strength back up. That's fine. That's good. Um, and then this is when I started to find it tough because it was only me in the whole school, obviously, who was doing this yeah. competition. So I was I was alone, obviously. Um mm-hmm. very, very grateful. Um and I remember getting back at after Christmas and the training obviously started and I had it every day and it was in every lunch break I had it and also at Tring I I didn't do any academics because obviously it was a senior school yeah Um, you you get a degree out of it uh, yeah a diploma diploma okay yeah um and I remember feeling really really isolated because I never took classes with anybody else. It was just me and two of the teachers. So yeah. obviously I felt really, really isolated. Mm-hmm. I didn't see my friends for weeks. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm so grateful to have had all that private like training with just like me, like a one-to-one training. Like, you know, yeah. how, how lucky am I to get that? Especially mm-hmm. like the teachers that are at Tring, obviously are amazing. Yeah. Um, 
but I found it hard because there was always two teachers sat at the front and just me dancing all day in front of them private lesson yeah and that's difficult because you feel the pressure and you can't all I used to have going through my head was they're thinking I'm this they're thinking I'm that they're thinking this they're thinking that and it just takes everything away because your brain is so like worried about what people thinking yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that was really really difficult and I had a lot of pressure knowing that I was going to go on tv and I wanted to look so perfect and be so perfect because do you know what else I found really hard? Because I'd been to so many schools, I knew that there'd be so many people watching, like, yeah, supporting yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, f- four schools, how many teachers, how many class friends? I knew yeah. that there'd be a lot of people supporting me behind this, or looking how much I'd improved, like the people I knew from. You wanted to show that. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to show how you know where I am now, and like mm-hmm. just think. I, I remember thinking like the people from Hammond who haven't seen me dance in ages and they'll have probably thought look where she is now and then they'll see me and what if they don't think that I'm like that I was good enough yeah it was a lot of pressure because obviously I just wanted everybody to think I was perfect nobody's ever gonna you know there's always gonna be that one person who I don't know how to say this but do you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to yeah, yeah, this. No, but not no. everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to love yes. the way you dance or think you're, do you know, that's just, that is yeah, life, yeah. as we were saying. But I wanted everybody to think I was perfect and mm. prove to people, like, how hard I'd worked and my journey was worth it. Because a lot of people probably thought, why is she moving around so much? Like, And then yeah. when I didn't get into Royal, I wanted to prove people that I was good enough to still be a ballet dancer. Because yeah. um, it was a lot of pressure a lot of people obviously probably stopped believing in me when I um didn't get into Royal Upper School so it was it was all I wanted to do was prove to people that I was good enough to be this classical dancer and mm-hmm. um, so yeah and then obviously that. like body image came into it because going you on tv you knew that everybody would have been senior you don't know how many people could have been watching or judging did judging that your, your... I guess like did that whole thought process of being like on TV and knowing that people would be like looking at you and like looking at your body I guess did that affect I guess like the way you ate like did that affect how you were like I guess like treating your body and like how you were feeling yourself definitely I wasn't treating my body the way it should have been treated at all Um, and I wish I do not I wish looking back I would have enjoyed this process because I mean who gets the chance to do something that amazing I I just wish I would have enjoyed it and looked after my body the way it should have been and the training it was going through like I should have really looked after it more and that's why I was getting injured and um, and because also because I was working in my lunch breaks every time and every all of my year would have already gone to lunch um and because I was quite anxious I didn't want to ever go by myself so I'd just go in my room and get you know a little snack and like I was never like fueling myself the way I should have done like preparing my body the way it needed Mm -hmm. um it's good that you kind of realized that though yeah I realized that now definitely and I knew at the time like I should have been looking after it more because yeah because I knew I was struggling with energy I was struggling yeah definitely and I mean I I I don't really like talking about this but I know like it's it's fine because a lot of people like you know I've gone through this and they learn from it you know and um but yeah 
yeah yeah no, definitely it's i completely like it's fine and and i think anyone who i can imagine any oh my god i don't know what i'm trying to do but anyone like most dancers going into competitions go through that feeling of you know your body's going to be looked at more you're going to have people who possibly have more influence in your career like there's that whole aspect of it there's the aspect of people watching you especially when you're going on tv it's like oh my god like yeah. everyone from my whole past could be watching me are they yeah. judging body do they think this do they think that like all those sorts are going through your head so completely understand like it's normal yeah. to like that and you know you're not alone and, yeah and that. I remember once I'm, I'm obviously I'm never going to name names um, yeah. I remember once being told that I was too muscular to be a ballet dancer I didn't mm. have the ballet body I was way too like my legs were too muscular and not lean enough and you know that's what they like in the ballet world so mm-hmm. I remember thinking there's probably going to be so many ballet professionals watching this competition that are going to think, why is this girl doing this competition with, you know, these toned, bulky muscle legs? Because that's that's how I used to see myself. Obviously, body dysmorphia and all this. Um, that is how I used to see myself. And I remember mm-hmm. having to wear this red leotard, no tights. It was just a plain red leotard, no skirt, no nothing. And all I could think of, everybody's going to think that my legs are too big to be a ballet dancer and that's just because I'd what got that's because I've been told that pat in the past mm-hmm. and stuff like that you're going to hold on to because yeah. because it meant so much to you mm-hmm. so you do hold on to stuff like that so that's when I started to like really worry about what people were thinking because I'd constantly like worry are oh, people going to think that people are going to think she's never going to be a ballet dancer why is she on this you know yeah so it's do you difficult. see where I'm coming from it, it it builds up and builds up into into such a big thing in your and head when really it's you. nothing yeah no definitely and I think it's so sad because I think you know I don't know how much teachers realize this but like comments that they may have thought of that like yeah you know to them maybe they're trying to be helpful or maybe they don't even really think before they speak no. But things like that, literally tiny comments being like, oh, okay, your legs are too muscular to do ballet. Or even little things like, oh, I can see your breakfast today. Little comments yes. about <laughs> your body. When, They're when, just not needed. <laughs> it's so unneeded. And when you're kind of in a situation where you care so much about what you're doing and you... And what you look like and, yeah. What you look like. And because you want a career in it, you will like do anything essentially do anything to get what you want because because it is such a tough career you will do anything yeah and you'll think okay I need to change for this because otherwise no one's going to accept me that whole and it's so you know it's so sad because it's really like it's a really difficult mindset to kind of step away from and I guess get out of and I think yeah also like once one thing said to you like like you just said it's something that kind of stays with you for a long time and you can become yeah. really conscious about it I still it. have that thought now but yeah I I know to, to like we were saying about think of a positive out of each comment mm-hmm. I love I love that I've got strong legs like it makes me jump high it makes me the dancer I am now like yeah like you jump I appreciate what my body can do now before I didn't appreciate my body and I wanted to change it so bad because I got told it wasn't perfect enough or this was wrong with it or I was too big for this um and not that I'm saying I ever got told I was too big I just got told I was too toned and muscular yeah and I had to have a gymnast 
like gymnastic figure. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I'd rather be be a really strong dancer than a super skinny dancer. I didn't think that way years back, but now I'd way rather see a really strong toned dancer. Yeah, who can you know jump? You know, who's got the strength? Yeah, to, you like, can jump and head. you can you can just sit back and relax and know that they're going to do it perfectly instead of seeing this tiny skinny leg and you know think, oh no, is she, she going to make it? Is she going to make it? Yeah. no definitely and I think it's so it takes a while to kind of like step out that mindset and I think there's still yeah it's difficult because again like the whole comparison comes in you start comparing yourself to other people and you think because someone else gets you know they might be given something or they might go somewhere and you think is that because of this am I never gonna leave that oh god yeah (laughs) I'm not them like there's so many things and it's like you know it's difficult but yeah like before everything kind of happens for a reason I think you do get to a point where you well hopefully I hope that everyone gets to the point where they kind of find acceptance in their body yeah and realize that you know everyone's body is built differently and you won't be able to look like the girl next to you and we have to stop chasing something that we aren't yeah it's really hard on like it's hard and that's when I mean we'll go into this in a minute but that's when lockdown was mm-hmm. good for me um, yeah. but obviously we'll talk about that yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but yeah BBC I'd say was one of the tough uh, toughest times and not at all because of anything to do with what BBC like BBC or Tring put the pressure on me it mm-hmm. was just it was just like the pressure I put on myself yeah and I wish I hadn't put that much pressure on myself because I remember when it got to the day um I was literally so sleep deprived I was had no energy you know all this stuff and I wish I'd have just enjoyed every moment more and Mm. I mean still to this day I mean I can watch it now but I I couldn't watch the program when it came out because because I was just so worried because I knew as soon as I'd watch it I'd I'd find every single bad thing in it yeah but Mm. now I look now when I watch it I think of look do you know what look what you've achieved like look how good yeah, this was like yeah. I look at it in a completely different way than I would mm-hmm. two years ago and that has honestly just come with maturity mm-hmm. and I really wish I'd have taken every you know opportunity I had um in you know to do with BBC with a lot less stress than I did mm-hmm. because I really caused so much worry and stress myself that like you say I wasted so much energy so yeah. much yeah it's difficult but uh, you know you ne- you realize and you grow and yeah <laughs> like we just said you learn from everything you learn from everything and that's uh, you know that's the important thing but do you uh, know what the one thing was that was good about bbc mm-hmm. um for a competition you always think there's going to be those you know people that are like in for you or that you you know it's not a nice like competition environment yeah. Um, yeah what's the word like vibe in a competition yeah but BBC really, really did have the nicest group in like the ballet category. Really? We all became such close friends. It didn't That's feel nice. like a competition at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so that was so lovely because um, we all got to meet all the time. Like BBC handled it such a good way that it didn't feel like a competition, um, yeah. which was really, really good. Um, 
but obviously the process of just me going on TV, I put that pressure on myself, definitely. And like, yeah. I remember the interviews were so stressful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can imagine, like, any competition is, like, is stressful, whether, you know, it is, like, built out like that or you put it on yourself. I think that's just the nature of a competition. You're competing against other people and, you know, it's very easy to kind of get stressed about things and worry, but, yeah. like, you just, you know you learn from that and you realize that there's a lot of energy that gets expended worrying about it that you realize later that didn't really need to happen but definitely but at the same time it's okay because I think it's something that everyone goes through if they're competing and mm. it's completely natural um so should we go into talking about like lockdown yeah definitely yeah, yeah. so how did you find lockdown we spoke about this briefly before we started recording yeah. So, yeah, just go into that however you um, to... I mean, yeah. obviously and... all that had happened and mm-hmm. I went back the third year. Yeah. Um, I'd got jobs and things. But obviously, um, lockdown happened, so everything got cancelled. And okay. I remember, obviously, at first I was so disappointed because all this stuff, I'd, everything I'd been working hard for, you know, mm-hmm. was just taken from underneath my feet. And yep. I remember I was so close to giving up, so close to giving up because I just thought, you know, I've worked so hard and it just feels like there's nothing to look forward to now I'll work towards. Um, that point, we, yeah, we, we had no idea. I mean, we still don't have an idea when everything's going to get back to normal. So mm. it was just so disheartening. Um, and you know what? I remember saying in my BBC interview, I can't wait to see where I am a year from now. Mm. And I remember thinking it was a year from then thinking, I said that with so much hope and look where I am now and it got me so upset because I was there stuck at home and it was difficult and I I mean everybody must have found it difficult but there was people in a lot harder positions than me obviously so I'm I'm grateful that you know yeah um but I'd say lockdown I really 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 learned so much about myself and Mm -hmm. I matured so much mentally and if like everything happens for a reason again lockdown happened happens for a reason everybody will find their own reason my reason was I learned so much about myself and who I was and the way I deal with my stress and pressure and anxiety and and I'm a completely different person in the way I look at life and my career now and I'm so much happier and and I found my it's not that I didn't love dance but I found my my passion again I found like oh my god I can't wait to get back to class feeling again you know yeah so it, it was and you appreciate you appreciate everything now like I every time I walk into a studio if I go to base or pineapple like I can't sleep the night before because I'm just so excited to get into that class and yeah it's so nice to have that feeling back and I don't think I'm ever going to lose that feeling again because it's made me realize so much and how much I really did love it even though I was so close to giving up I managed to hold on to it and find it again Mm. and um yeah and I've just learned how to deal with my you know everybody has struggles and I learned how to deal with them and I'm just yeah Yeah. I am grateful that I've managed to have the time because at at training you don't have that time to focus on yourself really I think that's after yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's something for a lot of people people I've spoken to about like lockdown and just like talking to friends and stuff like that is that yeah. it's been really helpful to kind of like process your experiences definitely process yeah things. process like, everything you just sit down and your whole life it feels just like a world 
Yeah. You can be like, oh my God. Or like things will happen or you'll hear things and listen to things. Like this whole podcast, like starting lockdown. And for me, kind of like talking to people and realizing that for one, like everyone is going through the same thing, but it's yep. also helped me process the feelings that I experienced in vocational training that I weren't like I wasn't really accepting them or realizing them at the time and then now I'm having conversations about them I'm like okay like you know you process them and you have time and like you know you have time to sit and think and you you know there's only so much you can do in a day but there's also a lot of thinking that gets done and I think everyone can agree that you know so many things will be going through your head but it's good it's helpful like you said you can learn a lot about yourself yeah which is really good definitely yeah. lockdown was definitely I mean obviously it was tough and yeah like we were saying but like you say you finally just sit down like training eight years has just been like you never get to sit down even in some holidays you're you're doing a summer school or you know yeah. and like you say I've it's the longest I've ever spent at home in eight years yeah. you know I just I felt like I was a I just really got the chance to process everything like you said so yeah and then obviously um this second lockdown obviously it's hard but because I managed to get through that first one I know how much more you know I know how to deal with this one now yeah you know you can get through and I think that's it's difficult not really knowing I guess when anything's gonna end like yeah when the that's difficult yeah. and I think for any dancer it's difficult and especially you know like you said before that you know you were given opportunities and it kind of felt like everything was taken away from underneath you yeah like I completely relate to that like I've had the same situation and it's really yeah. hard to it's tough, kind yeah. of it's tough to think oh my god like can I still actually like do this like yeah and then I in the first it... lockdown I remember thinking oh. like I need to stay like healthy I need to I'm not doing as much exercise so I need to watch you know what I'm fueling my body with you know it's hard like and I think it's so I think for, and like for dancers like I say besides like I say normal people I don't mean like normal people but like yeah, people yeah. Who aren't dancing full-time and like don't want to make dances a career I think yeah. and like for you so have you, you finished your training right at training yeah so you graduated I've I graduated also like like two years back but I was yeah anyway it doesn't matter um but like for people who aren't like still at school it's really hard to like manage the whole like I gotta stay in shape I gotta yeah. like still keep my stamina somehow I gotta still find some strength somewhere I gotta stay semi-motivated to actually like <laughs> through I gotta make sure that if when I do come back and dance again that I don't look like a pile of shit like do you know like it's difficult do you know oh what my I mean? god like, yeah and I feel like no one and like particularly for people who still aren't at school so this is for anyone who if you are still at school you are very lucky that you have yeah. a timetable and you still have teachers that are there to support you <laughs> I, don't, I mean I don't know about you Oliver like it's I find it's hard oh it is hard it's so hard but you know what I've I've learned to surround myself with the right people yes and I've but, met like okay. so many good people who are constantly sending me like classes you know on Instagram I'm sending them classes we talk about like if they've struggled that day like I can I know they're there to talk like I can talk about it too um but yeah but it is definitely getting a routine I've managed to like I didn't have a routine on the first one this time I've I've sorted a routine and I feel like so much more positive about this one 
mm-hmm. um, this lockdown and that's what you need to do really you need to get yourself out of bed at early in the morning get yourself going you know yeah you have to imagine that you're still at, at school training yeah still training every day <laughs> that's yeah exactly and I think that's really helpful to think I mean yeah exactly and that's I mean I don't I don't know if you're saying I don't know if it will probably be February by the time this episode goes up but basically <laughs> in February that's what um I've I'm doing this little February challenge so yeah anyone want to do oh yeah I saw that <laughs> I mean it's not a challenge per se guys do it (laughs) it's helpful to um you know have if you're not feeling very motivated you know it's important to kind of like you know have some to keep motivated set your goals set your goals and be you know with people who are also doing the same thing I think is helpful especially if you have to set goals because then I've got something to work towards yeah definitely if I don't set goals I feel like I'm just wondering which I know sounds really weird but I do no true otherwise you kind of like well what direction am I going in yeah I'm just wondering through my days if I set a goal I'm really good at setting my mind to something and I'll do it yeah setting my setting myself goals is like the best (laughs) way for me to help me get through this so guys definitely go out and do that (laughs) yeah definitely I mean I don't know when this will be up but the template will probably still be available anyway yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it available for anyone if they just want like a template of like goal setting and like stuff like that yeah you should I, do one each, each month yeah I might we'll see how this goes we'll see how many yeah. people join and yeah it should be fun yeah. <laughs> um is there anything else you want to touch on in this before we kind of round it off or how you know um yeah. um yeah I want, I want people to know um all the stuff I've talked about schools every single one is amazing um you know I don't want I don't want anybody to think I, all, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to take yeah yeah there's no, no and I it's mean, everybody else how they've I mean I've had a tough journey but it's not been tough tough because look how lucky I've been yeah you know and everything was set out to be the way it was also guys just a little thing um everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason even how hard it may seem at the time like there yeah. will be a reason for it and I've really really learned that and just try find a positive in every negative because you'll be such a, like you'll be so much more happy and motivated if you you know change Looks your mindset positive. yeah yeah you need to what you you know the energy that you put out into the world is the energy that you attract back yeah and surround yourself with those people that do that the same because I yeah. mean just that's really helped me as well Mm -hmm. okay that's really good and I think I think that's really great advice for anyone listening um so before we round off where can the listeners find you Holly on any social any socials or anything um follow me on Instagram guys (laughs) follow my journey um my Instagram is hollyk1717 um the description and if also if anybody ever wants to talk about anything or yeah, I mean, I'm always here. Like, I've had quite a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. If you want to know about each school, like, I'm, I'd be happy to talk about anything to anybody. So, yeah, or even if you're struggling, or just wanna, just wanna talk. Like, I'm happy to talk. Yeah, <laughs> DM. Yeah, we're all just, in this together. You know, like dancing. Dance all, is a big world. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's what's so great, and something that I've again really enjoyed with making the podcast is kind of almost creating an, a community of people yeah. who. So like-minded and everyone's come from different corners of the earth essentially yeah but everyone's kind of going through the same thing we're all in this together and 
you know, if people, if you need help, reach out for help. If yeah, you reach out. Help, if you want, if you want to ask a question, go, just ask the question. Just ask, no don't judgment. be embarrassed to ask. Yeah, exactly. No doubt somebody's probably had the same thought, like, <laughs> just ask. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I think that's, I think that's yep. uh, finished the episode. Thank yeah. you so much, Holly, for coming Thank on. You. Great to chat um listeners you can hear my voice next week thank you very much for listening and yeah bye bye